Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, (laughs) y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Sniffle Chamber here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet with a uh, with a producer that is just she's having a rough one, guys. I did. You turn on the mic and you go, <laughs> and that was the worst part. Is I really I did it without thinking about it, and then I realized, oh crap, the mics are on. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website, and the host of this here internet show. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, <laughs> sitting over there, on her seat on the struggle bus. <laughs> She is our producer. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle. Everybody, <laughs> send up some teas and peas for Pickle today. I don't know what's wrong with me. I was. It's been a good day. Have you I eaten did... anything? Not today, no. Mm. I don't usually eat till lunch anyway, to be honest with you. You don't eat breakfast? No. That seems like a personal shortcoming. Mm. I love breakfast, but not at breakfast time. <laughs> today is Friday, August 21st, 2020. 97 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 1013. 1013, the number of innings pitched for Jose Guzman in his illustrious Texas mm. Rangers career. And I have a lot to say here. Okay. Okay. He was a Rangers starting pitcher from 1985 to 1992. Uh, he was the opening day starter in 1986. Uh, he lost a note. He, he, after 1992, he signed with the Cubs. And he actually, in 1993, so I guess his first year with the Cubs, he took a no-hitter into the um, ninth inning. Two outs in the ninth inning, uh, he had a no-hitter for the Cubs and had it broken up by Otis Nixon in, 19, uh, in, in 1993. That has only happened where a player has or, or a pitcher has had a no-hitter broken up with two outs in the ninth inning. That's only happened 70 times in baseball history. It's only oh, happened wow. 70 times. Okay. This brings me to my point. And it's Friday, so whatever. <laughs> Let's talk about Dave Steeb, okay? Dave Steeb was one of the very best pitchers in the late 80s and early 90s in professional baseball. He was incredible, mm-hmm. okay? Dave Steeb is a remarkable story. He pitched for the Toronto Blue Jays. In 1988, okay? In 1988... Dave Steeb lost no hitters with two outs and two strikes in the ninth inning in consecutive starts. Okay? So he started, 
he he pitched a game in sept- on like September 14th, let's just say. Mm-hmm. September 14th, he took a no-hitter, was down to his final strike, and gave up the no-hitter. And then the next time he started, like six days later, it happened again. That's wild. It gets worse. Oh, my. Okay? The next year, in 1989... He lost a perfect game with two outs and two strikes in the ninth. Okay? It happened to him three times in a year, and one of them was a perfect game. In 1990, he finally did finish off a no-hitter, the only no-hitter of his career. But there you go. Dave Steve, a little a little lost no-hitter trivia for you. Um, it is uh, – I was I was reading up on that because I was like, That's man. That's crazy. I was like, man, you know, how – because I was reading about Jose Guzman. I was like, man, how how frequent does that happen? That happened, yeah. Jose Guzman then went on and was a um, the color commentator for the Rangers um, Spanish broadcast for a while. Oh, very cool. Anyway, so there you go. Do it for short through the door. <laughs> There's your Dave Steve commentary for the day <laughs> uh the more you know um yeah it was aaron flynn alan shepherd andrew christensen and tony blaylock alan shepherd real quick big shout out to him uh one he's kind of been on a heater but two he, he commented first with hawaiian happy hawaiian shirt friday so mm, my shirt is over there by the pineapples way. my shirt is over there so i could be wearing it but instead <laughs> i'm supporting little basketball man <laughs> on today's show, friends, we are going to hear from our friends at uh, Children's Health, uh, specifically Kimberly Williams, Dr. Kimberly Williams, um, about uh, anxiety. And I know that th- that seems kind of weird, but uh, but this is actually a really good conversation about about uh, anxiety for, for parents and for, for athletes and stuff like that. So we'll hear from her in the back half of the program. It is Mailbag Friday. We are going to uh, answer your questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, whether or not the season's going to happen, little basketball man, allergies, glasses, all sorts of stuff. We will answer your questions coming up here. Dave Steve. Uh, we'll in case you didn't have enough information. We'll answer your questions uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. If you're watching us on textfootball.com slash live, thank you. Go ahead and open another tab. Go to facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Ask your questions there below. High school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, uh, over there. In these comments over here. Good job, bud. Also, for anyone who has... uh, Oh, my. Hang on. This is still happening. Okay, Vanna. Um, Anyone who has asked a question about the... Friday app or the Fox Sports app. So I will get like we'll get to those in mailbag. Yeah, we'll answer those in mailbag. I know there's some questions about about the uh, the football Friday app. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about schedules and all that fun stuff. So if you have questions, high school ball, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, the travel, uh, travel, food, um, the the app, Steve. Dave Steve, <laughs> ask us on Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. A couple days ago, Pickle caught up with. Uh, Bever- or Kimberly Williams. She's the behavioral health care manager at Children Children's Health Andrews Institute. Uh, you know, with the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, there's been a rise in anxiety in athletes uh, due to the unknown surrounding of fall sports. I know I'm not even an athlete. I know I felt an increased mm-hmm. uh, amount of anxiety. Uh, but uh, Kimberly Williams of uh, Children's Health Andrews Institute uh, gives some, us some advice uh, on how parents and coaches can help ease this anxiety. Here is Pickle's conversation with Kimberly Kimberly Williams, rather, the behavioral health care manager uh, at the Children's Health Andrews Institute here on Texas Football Today. Young athletes are certainly experiencing high levels of anxiety due to the unknown surrounding of fall sports, especially after experiencing the cancellation of their spring season. Kimberly Williams, behavior health care manager at Children's Health Andrews Institute and licensed medical 
clinical social worker, joins us today to talk about how not being able to play sports and the subsequent anxiety young athletes experience can impact their mental health, share signs that young athletes may have been experiencing anxiety or depression, and provide tips for parents and coaches to help their student athletes maintain a healthy mentality when facing disappointment. And Ms. Williams is joining us here today. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Very excited for it. Now, let's go ahead and get into it. It seems like everyone in this time with the COVID-19 pandemic is experiencing some level of anxiety right now. How does this stress and anxiety affect athletes in particular? There is a a tremendous effect on athletes. Uh, We have to remember that oftentimes uh, their sport is an all-consuming matter for them, and it is often their identity. And so when you take away that competition or that ability to perform, they can often fall into some mental health illnesses uh, that look a lot like depression and anxiety. So this is, this is all-consuming, and it is affecting our athletes uh, in, in many ways. Now, with many athletes, we, we know this from, from football to basketball to golf, sports are a part of their identity, correct? Yes, I, I would say that it is the athlete identity. And so when that, that, again, that competition and that performance and the end game, the reward is taken away from them, um, they're sort of left with, who am I without my sport? What do I do now? What's next? Now, looking at from maybe like a parent or coaching perspective, if they have, if these parents or coaches have young athletes who may be experiencing this anxiety or an effect on their mental health, what are some signs that they should be on the lookout for? That's a great question. Several signs. The first thing I would say, changes in sleep. Notice if they're able to fall asleep, stay asleep at night. If they're staying up extra late, sleeping in, skipping breakfast, falling out of their routine. If they're losing interest in things that they typically love, they just have an overall flat affect. They're avoiding social situations that they typically would be engaged in, uh, maybe even participating in risky behaviors. So lots of things to look for at home for coaches and for parents. Absolutely. And obviously we at Dave Campbell's focus a lot on Texas high school football, and we know that part of it has been postponed a little bit, but not fully canceled yet. If these seasons with these athletes start to get canceled, um, what can, what would you recommend coaches try to do to keep in contact with their athletes and, and keep their mentality and outlook kind of as, as positive as possible? I think it's important to remember that athletes are really going to be looking to the, co- to the coaches during this time. So, so lead by example and try to stay as positive as possible. We know that this is also affecting the coaches and parents as well. Being available for your athletes. Let them be heard. Let them speak their mind. We can't fix the situation. There's really no solution. So just normalizing their fears and allowing them to have a safe place to talk about them that outlet is really important. Absolutely, and have you noticed an increase in visits at the Children's Health Andrews Institute um, for anxiety and mental health related treatment during this time? I have, I definitely have. It has increased, especially the closer that we get to the fall season and as sports with the unknown of either being postponed or canceled, we are seeing an influx of patients coming in And that's what I love about Children's Health Andrews Institute is that they really do focus on the whole athlete. So they typically don't come in uh, for a mental health 
ailment, but the provider can recognize that and see that in the kiddo and address that. And then they get referred to us and we're able to do some, you know, short-term intervention to get them feeling good, feeling confident, and to just really, again, focus on the whole athlete, the whole person. Absolutely. And we know at the professional level, obviously a mental health is, is something that they look at in, in all of their athletes. Do you ever feel like with the mental health of the athletes that you're dealing with more of the, the, the kids still living with their parents, is it ever undervalued at all? Actually, I have seen parents really step up during this time. I have not felt that it is, it is undervalued. In fact, more people are talking about it, which I think is wonderful. They're talking about mental health and, and, and they're recognizing that this is a reality and athletes are not immune to, to mental health illnesses. In fact, they are often more at risk for depression and anxiety, especially with what we're, what we're dealing with right now with the pandemic. So parents are, are, are really just showing up for these kids and asking, inquiring, wanting to be educated on how they can help at home, how they can be a center of support for their kids. Absolutely. And, and you just said that these parents are asking these questions. Do you have a couple of examples that you could give us out of the, the signals that you provided us earlier that might show that these athletes are going through these hard times with anxiety? What should these parents do? Can you give us a few examples of, of what they can do to try and help? Yeah, I think, I think the first thing to do is try to talk to your kiddo. Uh, the parent is always the expert of their child. I don't want to just say rush into therapy, but if, if a parent feels that it is a little bit out of their comfort zone or they've sort of done all the tricks that they can do at home, then it's time to reach out to a mental health professional. And therapy is not scary. In fact, uh, therapy often for athletes is really short term for, for this type of uh, this sort of situational anxiety, if you will. It can be worked on in a few sessions, anywhere from, from six to eight sessions, and really just adapting new coping skills, learning to use those coping skills in these adverse times, and coming out of it feeling on top, confident, connected, and even a little bit more mature. So as a parent, again, just being available as possible, you know, within means, but also just not avoiding the reality that they just might need to see somebody outside of the home. Well, Ms. Williams, thank you again so much for, for everything that you and Children's Health are doing to, to help these out, athletes out during this uh, very difficult time. We hope that you guys are staying safe, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, and yeah, stay safe. Good luck. There she is, Kimberly Williams. She is the, hold on, I had the right there i know thank the you she is the behavioral <laughs> health care manager at children's health andrews institute kimberly williams talking a little bit about anxiety uh which i think we could all use a little bit of help with these days we're texas football today we're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com talking football in the lone star state you can follow us on twitter at dctf like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbell's follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbell's and of course see us at texasfootball.com texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football college football and recruiting all across the lone star state i want to invite you to become a dave campbell's texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash subscribe let me give you one let me give you 108 reasons why okay oh wow that's how many minutes the new Tep and Step is 108 <laughs> minutes. That's a lot. Step of and I recorded a podcast on Wednesday. It is now up for insiders. It is our 4A, 3A, 2A, and 1A preview. It is one hour, 48 minutes of high school football nonsense. And by nonsense, I mean goodness. 
I should really be better about selling this. Texas football. <laughs> it's for insiders only. TexasFootball.com so slash subscribe. <laughs> That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. So go ahead and check that out. All right. It's Mailbag Friday here on this episode 1013, despite what it says on the screen. 1013. We're Did it say? It's a oh, 1012. No. Oh, no. Allergy, allergy monster strikes again. No. Uh, we are answering your questions. High school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, uh, the app, um, the f- magazine production, um, little basketball man. All questions answered now here mm-hmm. for the next 10 minutes. And we go to the question master herself, Ashley Pickle. Um, am I allowed to say where my game is next week or should I wait for Monday? Let's wait for Monday. Okay. I don't know if I want to. I have I have a game next week, but we'll wait to tell you. Yeah, what it I, is. yeah. I'd, That's what I, I put well, in the comments, not, but I didn't not, know. Let's yeah. not. Let's not go crazy. Well, we'll um, wait till it revealing gets like things that official. I mean, official. I don't even know if people. I, it's been out there that Football Friday is coming back, but Football Friday is coming back. Yeah, it's it's the show there. got renewed, contrary <laughs> to popular demand. But yeah. Um. Anyway. Um, then, yeah, Kevin Kelso asked, uh, will the Football Friday app be updated soon? I open my app and there isn't anything there. Yes. Do you have anything on the app? I do. Hi. Uh, we've been getting a lot of questions about the app. Uh, because the app, the Football Friday app, you should download it. It's great. Uh, that is presently being updated right now. As you can probably imagine, schedules have been scrambled. Um, we did have a group of schedules and then they were thrown into a wood chipper. And so now we are kind of reassembling the schedules. Mm -hmm. They are being updated right now. Uh, from what I understand, we should be good to go early next week. So like Monday or Tuesday at the latest, the Football Friday app should be updated with the schedules, uh, the schedules that we have. There will still be some schedules that we're still chasing. So... It's tough because I would love to tell you that I know for a fact it's going to be comprehensive and 100%, but with such a moving target and things still changing, for example, there was the announcement yesterday uh, that Dallas ISD is not going to start until October. Uh, so like, there's, there's major changes there. Uh, a lot of different maneuvers going on, mm-hmm. but it will be the most up-to-date that it can be Early next week. That's what I can tell you. Is that there people? Is that our people are working around the clock, getting things together to make sure that it uh, it is all uh, put together. So uh, make sure you check that out. The Football Friday app. I promise it'll be updated, uh, and then you'll be able to if you're watching the games live or you're you're at the game or you're you can update the score and stuff like that. All that stuff. So yeah. Cool. Couple more questions about the uh, upcoming season. Uh, Daniel Agnew had asked: Is hometown ticketing? Um, going to be the easiest way to get tickets for this season. It that, that is all, completely up to the district. That, that all depends. <laughs> that is from a um, that is from a, a district by district uh, decision. So mm-hmm. hometown ticketing partners with school districts, and they become their uh, ticketing uh, uh, solution. Um, so there are a number, a, a lot of schools that do use hometown ticketing, but a lot of them. The best, my best bet. Uh, was going to ask, uh, w- was going to say for you to go to like the school website. Yes. So if you are going to the Lano game, mm-hmm. uh, I would go to lanoisd.org or lano.edu mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Uh, go to the Lano website and they will have information for you there. Generally speaking, that information should be out at least for the small schools who are playing next week. Yes. So. And a big part, of, a lot of times 
school websites are not up to date, but every single one that I've looked at, they have been up to date with this stuff because yeah. they know it's very pertinent knowledge. It's pertinent right now. Well, and especially because there are going to be limitations for a lot of uh, – mm-hmm. well, there's going to be limitations on every stadium. Yes. But there could be even further limitations on some, some stadiums. And so, yeah. Steph and I were talking about this too. Every single one of them is very different too because some people are giving season ticket holders priority. Some of them are making them all GA. But almost – neither of us have seen one that is allowing oh. people to get tickets at the game. Correct. Yeah, almost there. I would, I would bet that literally ninety nine percent. Yeah, I would bet that that yeah nine at least ninety percent is going to be you have to buy tickets online and you have to buy tickets ahead of time. That they're not going to be walk up tickets because when you do walk up tickets, you get lines, and when you get lines, you don't have social distancing. So, mm-hmm. oh, and let me throw one other thing out there. It is a UIL guideline based on the governor's mandate that you're going to have to wear a mask at the game, guys. If you're going to the game, you're going to have to wear a mask. And I'm not interested in getting into an argument about it. Those are the facts. I don't know if you saw yesterday, there was a video that came out from Utah, 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 mm-hmm. um, about um, that it was at a high school football game and the athletic director of a, it was either the athletic director or the superintendent of the home team mm-hmm. stopped the game. And he grabbed the microphone, like on the field, and he goes, everyone needs to put on their mask right now. That's awesome. Everyone needs to put it on. We're not starting the game again until everyone has their mask that's on. That's really awesome. Uh, and I think that's great. And I, and, and I, would, I would encourage, and, and you know what? Here's another thing. Theoretically, theoretically, the UIL can vacate wins. Mm-hmm. That if there's a bunch of, if, if photos or videos start coming out of a lot of people at a certain game not yeah, wearing masks, take them away. the UIL could, could, could vacate a win. Because not only are we trying to keep the like the kids safe, obviously the coaches safe, you your own self safe. But there's even people that like me. This is my job. Like yeah. I'm going out there to do my job. So please wear a mask so I can go out and do my job. You know, wear like, a mask for pickle. Please come on. Wear a mask for pickle. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Do not be surprised. And if you have a problem with wearing a mask, that's fine. Don't, Don't go, go to the, to the game. game. <laughs> Sorry, like I, I hate to be a jerk about that, but that seems that's a pretty hard and fast rule mm-hmm. put down by the, the, the head honcho of the state. So be prepared to bring a mask, and if you don't have a mask, you're probably not getting into the stadium. And this stems quite literally perfectly into our next question, which we've had a couple of these questions, so we'll kind of group them all into one about the, obviously the UIL uh let go of their ban of Friday night mm-hmm. streaming and stuff. So someone had mentioned Texan Live, which is a great mm-hmm. place to watch games. Um, but other things, it, again, up to the district, so, really. Yeah. <laughs> so every district, uh, let me kind of run down. We talked about this months ago, but uh, the audience is always churning, so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of run it down. With regular season games, the school district owns the television rights. They own the broadcast rights. That's why... Um, Lano High School. I keep using Lano as an example. Lano High Stingham School. Jackets. Yeah. Lano High School has their own radio crew, right? Do they? Mm-hmm. Yes. They have their own radio crew. My brother runs the board. Boy, the pickles are just everywhere. <laughs> He's a board op for the Lano football games and basketball so, games. <laughs> so they have, they have their own crew. They have the broadcast rights for their games. So they can do what – now that they are allowed to broadcast the games live, they can either go out with a third party, like Texan Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can go out with, with their other third parties out there. Or they can broadcast it themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I would do is I would check – again, check this individual school website. I will say this. 
each week during the season, one thing we're rolling out on TexasFootball.com is we're going to have kind of a viewer's guide. We're not going to be able to get every single game Mm -mm. because there are, even though we have a truncated schedule next week, uh, there are still like more than 300 games across the state. And I would bet that a lot of them, maybe not all of them, definitely not all of them, I should say, uh, but a lot of them are going to be broadcast like on the web or on television or somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. But we are going to focus on, in our view, the biggest games, and we're going to try to put out a viewer's guide every single week so that if you're sitting at home and social distancing and you still want to get your high school football fix, you will be able to watch those games. You should also watch Fox Sports Southwest. You should two-screen it. So um, we're going to have a viewer's guide on TexasFootball.com with Mm -hmm. links um, for for you to to watch. So that's kind of the situation. Uh, It's a brave new world for all of us because the UIL is for the first time lifting the Friday night rule and they're Mm -hmm. allowing teams, they're allowing the live broadcast of high school football games um, on Friday nights. So, uh, textfootball.com will have uh, uh, links to a bunch of different games. Steph's been sending me link after link after link. Um, <laughs> I will say, <laughs> now here's the thing. So Texan Live is a subscription service. You get a lot of games with that, with Texan Live. I think it's worth it. There's me. Um, the, there are going to, there are going to be a number of games, I would say, that are going to be free, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. But then there are going to be games that are going to be pay-per-view. That if you want to watch the game, because they need to make up their ticket revenue, mm-hmm. right? They might charge you a small fee to watch the game. Um, I would consider that, you know, if you if there's a game you really want to watch, I, I yep. think that that's a good way to make sure that you're helping make that school district whole. That's the whole point of it. So, um, anyway, we'll have a viewer's guide each week on TexasFootball.com. Uh, Ishmael Johnson is going to be putting that together for us every week. Yeah, so click on that, stream that on your second mm-hmm. device, and then throw mine and Tepper's big dumb heads on your yeah. TV on Fox Sports, Fox Sports Southwest because you don't give it enough of us anyway. <laughs> yeah. What's next? Um, okay, so I think that basically covered all of the questions about, you know, about about streaming, streaming about, about how, yeah. to, how to access high school. The, the realization questions of, Oh, this is next week. Hang yeah. on, what are we doing? How do we do this? So I think yeah. that that does that. Now our next question. Let's see. Um, Andrew Christensen asked, "What Texas high school football coach is most likely to win their first state title this year?" Mm. That's a good one. Mm. That's something that we haven't super thought about a mm. lot. <laughs> Let me think about that real quick. That's a good question mm. that you should have you should have given me the heads up on. Thanks a lot, Pickle. No, I like to do. This is this is not good. Um. Okay, let me see. Ooh, has what about has Rodney Webb? Um. I'll won t- a okay. State look, title? look. I think it's. I think one guy that's easy to, to to highlight would be Reginald Samples. This is also true. Reginald Samples yeah. at at Duncanville is, is certainly going to have a, a shot. Rodney Webb at Geyer is certainly going to have a shot. I would say. Um, Riley Dodge, but I would think that Riley that would Dodge probably have, be maybe a next year thing. Riley Dodge uh, <laughs> certainly has has it's a shot the next couple of years. When Ewers is still here, um, I would say. Let me just kind of run through this. You know what? Uh, I don't think Dave Hennigan has won one at Denton Ryan, uh-uh. and that's uh, because yeah. those were Joey Florence titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there that's certainly an, an an option there. I think uh, he was on the staff, but I don't think he did it as a head coach. I think Jeff Rayburn at at um, at, at Frisco Lone Star is going to have a shot. Um, I mean, you always got to put in like James Williams at Fort Bend Marshall. They're going to be they're going to be loaded again. Oh, everyone's saying Danner. Yeah, Phil Danher is going to have a great shot in 4A. Um, he's, he's certainly going to have a – everybody's kind of uh, – would, would love to see that happen. Uh, they're certainly going to have a shot. Um, boy, you know, now Doug Warren's got one at Wimberley, so, like, he, he hasn't won yeah. a title because he's been there 
forever. Um, yeah, that's oh Troy of... Rogers at Lampass. Troy Rogers at Lampass is a good is a good fit. That's a that's a good uh, a good guess. Um, I would also say if you want to go a little bit Daniel off... Bodecker at Shiner. Uh, yeah, Shiner's uh, number one team in Dave Campbell's Texas Football start the year in two Division One. Uh, Davin Nelson at, at Dangerfield. I think he's going to have a great shot to to win a title. I think his Tigers are are poised and ready to go. Michael Pittman at Post. Uh, that's a team that that I think is is. Mm-hmm. The antelopes. Uh, yeah, and um, and yeah, I mean, look, Hamlin's going to be back in the mix. Russell Lucas at Hamlin. That's mm-hmm. that's a great shot uh, to to do it as well. I would also throw out in the six man ranks. Um, Rankin. I would. Uh, yeah, Rankin's going to be good, but I would also say uh, Eddie Gallegos at Jonesboro. I think that they're going to have yeah. a, a good shot to win a title too. So uh, there is a handful of teams off the top of my head that have coaches who have never won titles. Because like the other, I mean, look, it's like you look at our rankings. It's like Todd Dodge and John Kay and. Uh, like Sam Harrell and mm-hmm. and uh, Tim Buchanan, been the been there done that. Crew. Yeah, <laughs> right. And Randy Allen, and it's like all these guys who Scott Surratt, who's got like seven, seventeen. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, those are that's 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 what I would say. Those are the teams that immediately spring to mind as uh, as as teams that have a chance to get their coach their first state championship. Next, we're gonna need an ender, so y'all start asking good questions um oh no the a bunch of bad questions <laughs> no there just hasn't been many people get they start commenting yeah we don't we don't have like an ender okay. ender though um but the question that Stephen cassie asked nearly every single time we have a mailbag uh when is the dctb as in dave campbell's mm. texas baseball magazine coming out we already have dctb yeah dave campbell's texas basketball ishmael johnson of course is the managing editor of that fine publication um baseball mm. <laughs> we're just trying to make it through a football season man y'all give me a minute like we don't even know if we're going to be able to get through that. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's get through football season first. I don't know. Um, we're always interested in expanding, mm-hmm. but like, you know, we look. Th- here's here's the the God's honest truth of the matter. Like the the reason that Dave Campbell's Texas football works is because football's got a big rabbit fan base, mm-hmm. right? The reason that basketball is working and growing is because it's got the second biggest rabbit fan base. Baseball is probably is baseball third. You think baseball's mm-hmm. third? Actually, yeah. you know, actually, you know what? If we were going to start, if we were, I'll, if we we're going to start another DCTB, mm-hmm. do you know what it would be? Hmm. Dave Campbell's Badman. Texas Band. Yeah. Let me tell Holy you. Holy You want to talk about? You want to talk about fans? You want to talk about crazy people? And the other, thing I say is, that lovingly as a crazy person. Like I know this from growing up in a small town. There are almost more people that go to watch the band at small town football games than there are yes. football fans. It's the, the it, it's 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 the band parents. It's yeah, it's band parents, and it's I mean, think about how many people leave at half after halftime. It's like yeah. okay, we watch a half of football to get to the band. Band, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's local entertainment. Oh it's yeah, what you're looking for. Um, that is by the way another another thing. I don't know if if and I we wrote about it on TextFootball.com about fans in the stands. Uh, there will be more space between the band and and fans, specifically the wind instruments. That is a specific thing the UIL has got has laid out. That because they are, you know, projecting, um, they're gonna be they're gonna be more dis- uh, there's gonna be more distance between uh, them and the and the bands. So the wind um, instruments. Yeah. Or the like the woodwinds or the like, brass. Like trumpet. All that's brass. A- anyone uh, okay. anyone uh, yeah. that uses wind. Yeah. So it's like, you know, not the drums. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the drums are, are not. Well, yeah. And I like you've got to, if you, this is disgusting, but if you play a brass instrument, like you have to let your spit out too. Did you know that? 
Yeah, I played trumpet for a few years. Oh, I didn't know if you played trumpet. Yeah, I was super bad at it. Oh, well, that doesn't really surprise me, I no, guess. That's bad. I was bad at it. <laughs> like, I was just, like, I never practiced. I was so bad at it. It was, but, like, you know. Hmm. All right, do we have an ender or no? Or is that um, our ender? Or, no, is, or is you telling us about spit valves our, our ender? <laughs> That's terrible. Um, Daniel Sanchez kind of came in with a good one. Uh, the best high school fan bases. No. <laughs> no. Daniel, you can't you can't you can't make me do that. You can't make me do that. That's why it was I, such a good ender. Because I will only get in trouble. That's gonna do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com Perfect ender. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Kimberly Williams of Children's Health for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you Monday for game week. Yes. Let's go. Football.com. <laughs>